Today is the second day of February. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I am Brian. It's great to be here as we twist the knob and throw open the the gateway and step into this brand new shiny week. Uh, And it's a brand new shiny month. So uh, new beginnings all around. And we have a story to tell. And it's certainly uh, telling the story of the Bible as we read through it each and every day. But it's also the story of our lives. And we will write that story this week with our decisions and choices and attitudes. And we will write the story of this month with the same things. And thank God. Right, friends? Thank God we have his word to counsel us. So this week we'll read from The Voice translation and we'll be picking up uh, where we left off in the book of Exodus where the children of Israel have crossed the Red Sea on dry ground and the Egyptian army, uh, they didn't. They didn't quite cross and it wasn't dry and so they ended up at the bottom of the sea. So today, Exodus chapter 15, verse 19 through 17, verse 7. When Pharaoh's horses, chariots, and chariot drivers drove into the sea, the Eternal caused the waters to collapse upon them, but the Israelites walked through the sea on dry ground. The prophetess Miriam Aaron's sister picked up a tambourine and all the rest of the women followed her with tambourines and joyful dancing. Miriam sang, Sing to the Eternal One, for He has won a great victory. He has thrown the horse and its chariot into the sea. Then Moses led Israel away from the Red Sea and they entered the desert of Shur. They traveled for three days in the desert before they found water. When they came to the place where they did find water, they could not drink it because it was so bitter, so they called the place Mara, or bitter. Because they were very thirsty, the people complained to Moses, What are we supposed to drink? Moses then asked the Eternal for help, and the Eternal showed him a log. Moses threw the log into the bitter water, and the water became sweet. At Mara, the Eternal established an important principle and set a standard for his people so that he could test them. If you will listen closely to my voice, the voice of your God, and do what is right in my eyes, pay attention to my instructions, and keep all of my laws, then I will not bring on you any of the plagues that I did on the Egyptians, for I am the Eternal, your healer. Then they traveled on to an oasis called Elim, where there were twelve freshwater springs and seventy palm trees with dates. They set up camp there next to the waters. Then the entire community of Israel departed from Elim and entered the desert of Sin, which is located between Elim and Sinai. They arrived there on the fifteenth day of the second month after they had departed from Egypt. As soon as they got to the desert of Sin, the entire community of Israelites complained to Moses and Aaron. 
It would have been better if we had died by the hand of the Eternal in Egypt. At least we had plenty to eat and drink, for our pots were stuffed with meat, and we had as much bread as we wanted. But now you have brought the entire community out to the desert to starve us to death. The Eternal One said to Moses, Look, I will cause bread to rain down from heaven for you, and the people will go out and gather a helping of it each day. I will test them to see if they are willing to live by my instructions. On the sixth day they will gather the usual amount, but when they go to prepare it, it will end up being twice what they usually gather. Moses and Aaron said to the Israelites, When evening falls, you will know that the Eternal has led you out of the land of Egypt. In the morning your eyes will see his glory, because he takes your complaints against us as complaints against him. Who are we that you direct your complaints to us? This will take place when the Eternal One provides you with meat in the evening and plenty of bread in the morning because he hears all your grumbling and complaining against him. Why do you complain to us? Your complaints are not against us, but against him. To Aaron, Moses said, tell the entire community of Israelites, draw near to the eternal. He has heard your complaints. While Aaron was speaking to the entire community of the Israelites, they all looked out toward the desert, and the radiant glory of the Eternal could be seen in the cloud. The Eternal spoke to Moses, Rest assured, I have heard the constant complaining of the Israelites. Tell them, In the evening you will have meat to eat, and in the morning you will have enough bread to satisfy your gnawing hunger. Then you will know that I am the Eternal, your God. That evening, quail flew in and covered the camp, and when morning arrived, what seemed to be ordinary dew was all around the camp. But when the dew evaporated, it left behind a thin, mysterious, flaky substance that looked like frost on top of the dry desert ground. The people of Israel went out to examine it, they had never seen anything quite like it. They said to one another, What is it? The people didn't have a clue what this strange substance was. Moses said, It is the bread which the Eternal has given you to eat. Here are his instructions. Gather only as much of it as you should eat by yourself. Pick up two quarts of bread for each person who lives in your tent. The Israelites did as they were told. Some people gathered a lot, others gathered less. When they used a two-quart jar to measure it, the one who had gathered a lot didn't have more than he needed, and the one who gathered less had just what he needed. Miraculously, each person in each family, regardless of how much they gathered, had exactly what they needed. Moses continued with God's instruction. Don't try to keep any of it until the morning. Either eat it all or throw it away. But some people ignored Moses and tried to keep some of it until the next morning. Overnight, it became wormy 
and started to have a dreadful smell. Moses became furious with them because they had disobeyed God's instructions. Every morning the people went out and gathered it. Each family took only what it needed. By the time the sun became hot, it had melted away. On the sixth day, the people went out and gathered, but they came back with twice as much as usual, four quarts per person. All the leaders of the community thought they needed to tell Moses what had happened. Moses said to the leaders, Listen to what the Eternal commanded. Tomorrow, the seventh day, is to be a day of rest, a holy Sabbath dedicated to him. Bake or boil whatever you need for today's meals. Whatever is left over, keep it to eat tomorrow. It won't spoil. So the people stored some of it until the next morning, just as Moses had instructed. None of it spoiled, nor did it have any worms. Moses said, Eat what is left over today, because today is a Sabbath to the Eternal, a day of rest. You will not find any of it in the field today. You are to gather it for six days, but on the seventh day, the Sabbath, none of it will be on the ground. When the seventh day arrived, some of the people ignored Moses and went out to gather it anyway, but there was none to gather. The Eternal One said to Moses, How much longer are you going to disobey my commands and instructions? Look, I have given you the Sabbath as a day of rest. That is why I gave you an extra portion of food on the sixth day. Everyone should stay where they are and not go out to work on the seventh day. So the people did as God directed and rested on the seventh day. The community of Israel decided to name this mysterious substance manna, which means, what is it? It was white like coriander seed, and it tasted sweet like honey wafers. Moses said, this is the instruction of the Eternal. Preserve two quarts of the manna so that future generations can see the bread I provided for you in the desert when I led you out of the land of Egypt. To Aaron he said, Go, find a jar and fill it with two quarts of manna. Put it in a special place before the Eternal to preserve it for future generations to see. Aaron did as the Eternal commanded. He stored the jar before the covenant to keep it safe. For forty years, the Israelites were sustained by the manna God supplied. They ate it until they arrived at the borderlands of Canaan, the edge of the land they would one day inhabit. And their omer was a two-quart measurement, and in turn was one-tenth of an ephah. The entire community of Israel traveled in stages out of the desert of Sin, just as the Eternal instructed. They camped at Rephidim, but there was no water there to quench their thirst. Once again, the people complained to Moses, Give us water to drink, we're thirsty. And Moses said, Why do you aim your complaints at me? Why are you testing the Eternal One? But the people were so thirsty for water, they complained to Moses and leveled accusations against him. Why did you lead us out of Egypt 
Was it to kill all of us? Our children and livestock concluded with this thirst? Moses had had enough of their complaints, so he cried out to the Eternal One. What am I supposed to do with these people? And their relentless complaining. They are on the verge of stoning me. The Eternal One said to Moses, Here's what I want you to do. Go on ahead of the people and take some of the elders of Israel with you. Also, be sure to bring your shepherd's staff, the one with which you struck the Nile. I will be there when you arrive, standing at the rock of Horeb. I want you to strike the rock with your staff, and when you do, water will flow out of it so that everyone will have enough to drink. The elders of Israel accompanied Moses and watched, as he did what the Eternal directed. Moses named the place Massah and Meribah because the Israelites complained and tested the Eternal, saying, Is he standing with us or not? Matthew 22, 1-33 Jesus went on speaking in parables. The kingdom of heaven is like a king whose son was getting married. The king organized a great feast, a huge wedding banquet. He invited everyone he knew. The day of the wedding arrived, and the king sent his servants into town to track down his guests. But when the servants approached them with the king's message, they refused to come. So the king sent out another batch of servants. Tell these people I've invited to come to the wedding banquet. Tell them I have prepared a great feast. Everything is ready. The oxen and the fattened cattle have all been butchered. The wine is decanted and the table is laid out just so. And off the servants went and they carried the king's message to the errant guests, who still paid not a whit of attention. One guest headed into his field to work. Another sat at his desk to attend his accounts. The rest of the guests actually turned on the servants, brutalizing them and killing them. When he learned of this, the king was furious. He sent his army to kill the murderers and burn their towns. But there was, of course, still a wedding to celebrate. The king said to his remaining servants, The wedding banquet is ready. But those I invited didn't rise to the occasion. So go into the streets and invite anyone you see. Invite everyone you meet. And the servants did just that. They went into the streets and invited everyone they met. Rich and poor, good and bad, high and low, sick and well. Everyone who was invited came. And the wedding hall practically burst with guests. The king looked around the wedding party with glee, but he spotted one man who was not dressed appropriately. In fact, he was dressed rather plainly, in clothes not at all fitting for a fine nuptial feast. The king said, Kind sir, how did you get in here without a proper suit of wedding clothes? The man was speechless. He had been invited in off the street, after all. Getting no response, the king told his servants, 
tie him up and throw him out into the outer darkness, where there is weeping and grinding of teeth. For many are invited, but few are chosen. At that, the Pharisees left. They determined to trap this Jesus with his own words. Hang him by his own rope, you might say. They sent a batch of students to him along with a group that was loyal to Herod. The students said, Teacher, we know you are a man of integrity and you tell the truth about the way of God. We know you don't cotton to public opinion. And that is why we trust you and want you to settle something for us. Should we, God's chosen people, pay taxes to Caesar or not? Jesus knew these men were out to trap him. You hypocrites, why do you show up here with such a transparent trick? Bring me a coin you would use to pay tax. Someone handed him a denarius. Jesus fingered the coin. Of whom is this a portrait? And who owns this inscription? The students said, Caesar. Well then, Jesus said, Render to Caesar what is Caesar's, and to God what is God's. And those who had come hoping to trick Jesus were confounded and amazed, and they left him and went away. That same day, a band of Sadducees a sect of Jewish aristocrats who, among other things, did not expect a resurrection or anticipate any sort of future life at all, put their own question to Jesus. Teacher, the law of Moses teaches that if a married man dies with no children, then his brother must marry the widow and father children in his brother's name. Now we knew a family of seven brothers, the eldest brother married and died, and since he had no children, the next brother married his widow. And shortly thereafter, that second brother died, and the next, until there were seven marriages with the same woman. Eventually, the wife died. So now, teacher, whose wife will she be at the resurrection? Will she have seven husbands, since they were each married to her? Jesus said, You know neither God's scriptures nor God's power, and so your assumptions are all wrong. At the resurrection, people will neither marry nor be given in marriage. They will be like the messengers of heaven. A key to this resurrected life can be found in the words of Moses, which you do claim to read. I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Our God is not the God of the dead. He is the God of the living. And again, the crowd was amazed. They were astonished at his teaching. Psalm 27, 1-6 A Song of David the Eternal is my light amidst my darkness and my rescue in times of trouble. So whom shall I fear? He surrounds me with a fortress of protection, so nothing should cause me alarm. When my enemies advanced to devour me alive, 
they tripped and fell flat on their faces into the soil. When the armies of the enemy surround me, I will not be afraid. When death calls for me in the midst of war, my soul is confident and unmoved. I am pleading with the Eternal for this one thing, my soul's desire to live with him all of my days in the shadow of his temple, to behold his beauty and ponder his ways in the company of his people. His house is my shelter and secret retreat. It is there I find peace in the midst of storm and turmoil. Safety sits with me in the hiding place of God. He will set me on a rock high above the fray. God lifts me high above those with thoughts of death and deceit that call for my life. I will enter his presence, offering sacrifices and praise. In his house, I am overcome with joy. As I sing, yes, and play music for the Eternal alone. Proverbs 6, 20-26 So, my son, follow your father's direction and don't forget what your mother taught you. Keep their teachings close to your heart. Engrave them on a pendant and hang it around your neck. Their instruction will guide you along your journey, guard you when you sleep, and address you when you wake in the morning. For their direction is a lamp. Their instruction will light your path, and their discipline will correct your missteps, sending you down the right path of life. They will keep you far from the corrupted woman, away from the smooth talk of a seductive woman. Do not lose yourself in desire for her beauty, or let her win you over with her painted eyes. For you can buy a harlot with a loaf of bread, but sex with another man's wife will cost you your life. Thank you, Father, for bringing us into this new week and into this new month. And again, again, we thank you. We thank you for last month. We thank you for bringing us safely through January and for all that you did in our lives through your word in that month. And so we have great anticipation as we continue the story forward. And we invite you fully. New beginnings. New month. New week and we give it to you in advance. Come, Holy Spirit, we pray. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen. DailyAudioBible.com is the website, and that is home base, and it's where you find out what's going on around here. So like I say every day, be sure to stay connected in any way that you can or any way that you want to. Reminding you that the prayer wall also lives there in the community section, and that is a fantastic place to go and receive prayer, but also to offer prayer. So check that out. 
If you want to partner with the Daily Audio Bible, you can do that at dailyaudiobible.com as well. There's a link on the homepage. If you're using the app, uh, you can press the Give button in the upper right-hand corner. Uh, Or if you prefer the mail, the mailing address is P.O. Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee, 37174. And as always, if you have a prayer request or comment, you can hit the hotline button in the app, the little red button at the top, or there are a number of phone numbers you can use. Uh, In the Americas, 877-942-4253 is the number to call. If you are in the UK or Europe, 44-2036-088078. If you are in Australia, 613-8820-5459 is the number to call. And that's it for today. I'm Brian. I love you. And I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow. Good morning. I'm Shirley Goodness and Mercy from Sarasota, Florida. I will listen to daily audio Bible for several weeks now and enjoy the privilege of being a part of this group. I'm responding to that prayer request of Paula, the child advocate from LA area. Paula's ladies group friend, Dolores, committed suicide this week and they thought she was better after her son's sudden death. Dolores had announced at Christmas her daughter's engagement, the wedding to be held later this year. Father God, help Dolores and her father to heal from this tragedy. Lord God, I ask that you'll please heal this daughter's broken heart. Give her wisdom and insight into the grieving process and let her not go into blame, but to forgive, even though she's been robbed of her mom and robbed of her mom being mother of the bride and being a grandma and seeing the birth of these grandchildren. And I pray God that she'll not lose her dad as well. Holy Father, help this daughter not to blame herself or blame God or blame others. Help her not to linger with anger over these losses. Help this daughter to walk with you and to look to you, Father God, for answers for the future and comfort and peace. May she enter to God's Sabbath rest. I pray that she'll, as an orphan, she'll not be overwhelming reality to her, but that to realize that she's grafted into God's family. I ask her family members to rally around and be a strong support to her. And ladies, knowing Dolores for these 30 years, will have a softened heart and a powerful way toward this daughter. If it's God's will, please raise up another mom substitute that it can encourage and love and step into a significant role of this young lady as she goes through her wedding plans and wedding celebrations. And then I have a prayer request. My husband's niece, Gail, had emergency back surgery Wednesday this week. They live in New York and have two small children. My prayer request is that the nerve function or leg return, that everything will be knit properly and pain will continue. Hello, Daily Audio Bible family. This is Jay from Nashville. So I woke up this morning with some amazing news. Uh, Those of you who've been listening for a while know my story. Um, And I have, uh, through a friend of a friend, located the state in which my ex-wife and my uh, child are located. Um, So what I'd like to do is I'd like to pray um, that God will give me guidance, discernment, um, and uh, clarity, uh, and a means by which to... um, have a relationship with my child. Lord Jesus, 
I thank you, Father, for this glorious day and this wonderful, overwhelming news. Father, I, every bone in my body wants to completely relocate in the next 30 seconds to that state so that I can be close. But Lord, I don't want to do these things in my own power, in my own wisdom, in my own strength, in my own desires. I want to do them according to your will. So Lord, I pray that you will send your Holy Spirit before me and soften my ex-wife's heart, clear her mind, and open her eyes spiritually to allow her to see me the way that you see me. All the hurt and pain that I've caused has undoubtedly caused serious trauma. I pray, Lord, that you will begin to mend that trauma in a way that will allow a relationship with this child. Pray that in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hello, family. This is Cindy, the flute player. I've called in before and been a listener for a long time. But I wanted to call and apologize to my family. When I called in, I was uh, discouraged and just wanted to give up. And after 40 years of being a believer, I haven't given up. And actually, I feel like I'm in a season now where I have seen so many answers to prayer. The one that's deepest to my heart, well, there's a couple I haven't seen, but I am trusting Him. I'm trusting that He will and He is moving. And I just keep speaking my heart to Him. And I wanted you to know out there, family, that I'm listening to your heart and I'm praying for you instantly when, when you're talking and you're bringing your requests to us. And I especially have Esther and Anonymous on my heart and want you to know that um, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit reminds me to pray for you and um, to not give up and that He sees you and that He loves you. Um, and so do I, even though we've never met. Um, and I, I just, um, I'm just thankful for all of you out there and thankful for this format. It really is beautiful and um, there's lots going on on this reservation and, and uh, my heart is deeply troubled for the children. Um, but I'm sure that's why he's planted me here. And so, you know, God bless all of you. I hope sometime I get to meet you, I'll be able to come to Tennessee someday. All right, love you, God bless you. Hi, Daily Audio Bible family. This is for Danny in Southern Oregon, and I just started uh, listening to the community prayer for the weekend, and uh, whew, we got five hours to go, but um, you were in the beginning, and I heard you talk about your mom being very sick and that, you were gonna read scriptures over her. Um, and I don't know if that was my suggestion, but I know I had said it. And I just wanted to share with you that at the end of my father's life, um, he started to see uh, dark figures and he looked at me and he said, there are dark men behind me and they've come to get me. And I looked at him and I swore, but I won't swear here. And I said, the bleep, they ain't. And I canceled all of my appointments that day and um, I started praying with everything I had out loud. He was in and out of consciousness and I was just praying, bringing down the angels because I said, I will not lose my father to whatever has come to get him. 
And the nurse came into the room and she looked at me and she said, is everything all right here? And I said, I think it's, we're at the end. And he's seeing dark figures who have come to get him. And she locked eyes with me and she said, well, we need Jesus. And I said, yes, we do. And she worked all day. And then at the end of her shift, she came and she prayed with me. And we, we brought, we opened the doors of heaven and I felt angels around us. And I just read and read and read. I didn't sleep that night. I went home and I changed into workout clothes. I broke out into a sweat. I mean, I was up all night. And um, the next morning was when he mouthed back the uh, psalm back to me. And so, Danny, I just tell you, you fight. And Lord, I just, I build up my sister Danny to fight for her mother's soul. And that the, what she reads over, her mother would yield fruit. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hi, this is Cheyenne, the butterfly from Bakersfield. I haven't called for a long time. I used to call regarding my son, JJ. Today's situation is he, um, Got off the spice, still using street drugs. Um, he has a mental illness, he has schizophrenia, and he uh, has a pay service, got his pay service to give him $2,000 for a car, brought the car home, the car wasn't worth $200, couldn't run. I couldn't get, convince him to let me have the contact person who would sell him a car that wasn't worth 200, couldn't get smogged, couldn't get registered. Car broke down. Some other drug dealers or drug addicts sold him another car for $500. Um, he lived in it for about three weeks. Cops arrested him for grand theft auto for stealing the car. Now he's sitting in jail. He has a mental illness. He needs lots of prayer. Um, I'm leaving a whole lot of the story out, but the bottom line is this child needs God. He needs prayer. He needs redemption. He needs somebody in his life. Uh, God prayed that somebody in jail is a Christian and helps him because he won't listen to me. I'm I'm just calling and asking for prayer for this child. His name is JJ. He's almost 30. He has schizophrenia. He's been homeless on and off now for the last 10 years. I'm just asking for major prayer for this child. I listen to you daily, been listening to you daily for the last couple years. And I know that the power of prayer on this is strong. I've watched it happen. I thank you so much. And I thank the Daily Audio Bible for, for, for providing us the service. I love you all and thank you so much. Good morning, Dabber family. Um, this is Walter, the burning bush that will not be devoured for the glory of our God and King. I'm calling for, I uh, believe, Kira and her son, Niche from Denver. Um, I just want you to know that I heard your request and I prayed for you and it meant something special to me because I struggled with what you're going through. Um, I guess it's been, gosh, since my son was 17 years old, he's 22 now. Um, he struggled for three straight years with addiction and um, had problems with the law and um, praise God for the last two years he's been sober he's, got, he's in, back in college and uh, he's counseling other people with addiction he's actually found the Lord I'm sharing this testimony with you so that you know that there is nothing impossible for God while I was walking through my struggle God reminded me that my son Emmanuel 
is not just my son. He is God's son who God entrusted to me. God entrusted Niche to you. And now you give him back to God as Abraham gave his son back to God. He is God's son and God will watch over him and he will protect him while he's out there in his uh, prodigal phase. But know that God loves Niche more than you do and be at peace in your heart knowing that God is faithful to do exceedingly abundantly above our expectation. If God can heal and deliver my son from addiction, if God can save him, God can do the same for Niche. And I'm praying that through this testimony that you will overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. I pray that you will be encouraged. I pray that you will be encouraged. Um, look for Insight, the Insight program online and see if you can find a community with which you can um, just find support because there are many families struggling with this addiction problem. I love you, my sister. I can't wait to hear your testimony and I will continue to pray for him until I... Hi, DAB family. This is Tara in Southern California and there are a few people that are on my heart today. I'm going to try to do this quickly. Um, Kira from Denver, your call really resonated with me. Um, I have two sisters who were out and using for years um, and it is so hard. Um, I had a friend once say that loving an addict is like hugging a chainsaw. Um, so I just pray... First of all, I want to thank God for your sobriety, and I pray that he will give you supernatural peace. And secondly, I pray for your son, that God will protect him until he is ready to just fall to his knees in that broken openness that we need for healing. Um, there was a woman who did not leave her name. She has a 22-year-old nephew with lupus and possibly dyskinesia. And I pray for complete healing and that God would protect him from despair. Um, I also pray that... Um, her nephew would recognize his unique placement to let Jesus' love shine through him. Um, Sienna, I heard so much fear in your prayer request. Um, I just want to give you a hug, girl. Um, I pray that God will redeem the incredibly difficult circumstances that you are going through. I also pray that he will give you strength to hold healthy boundaries and also for healing over your body. I pray that he would bless you with peace and trust in him. Diana Davis, you are in my heart and on my mind. I pray for your healing as well as for your two wonderful sons. I pray that God will bless them and protect them and surround them with loving people. Um, I pray also for Isaiah, who was given mind-altering drugs and abused, and I just pray for the healing of his mind and soul. Becky from Orlando, thank you for the praise report that you shared. Um, I just, I really needed to hear that. I needed a reminder of God's power. And uh, finally, um, God's smile in England. Thank you for your brief and joy-filled testimony. Um, it really touched my heart and made me smile.